Well, that's the last one of those for a few weeks. You know, you have to kind of detox on those things in church. You know, of course, you're new here at church. You're like, what did I get into? So, well, you're going to find out. So today's all about kids, and uh, we've been doing these mad movies since we began the church. And every now and then, they're just kind of, well, they're just stupid. So, um, but we are talking about kids today, and um, you know, you, you have to realize. If you want to talk about kids, it has a foundation right there in Scripture with Jesus. I, I think it's probably one of the most profound moments, maybe even deeper than any of us ever realized, that moment where Jesus draws a kid into himself and says, let the little children come to me. I mean, can you imagine if he had not done that? If he hadn't said, let the little children come to me, do not stop them, for such it is, for such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Imagine if somehow churches then, you know, over the next 2,000 years would have somehow, if he hadn't have done that, they would have said like, yeah, kids, just kind of keep them quiet over in the corner somewhere because it's really all about the adults. Instead, what we find is Jesus modeling the kingdom of God after children and say they are first and foremost and the priority of what the kingdom of God looks like. Kids, kids aren't a side ministry. They're the primary thing. They're the primary thing. This affirmation, this prioritization of children is the object of doing church in any sort of culture. And it's even true outside of church, right? Every culture embraces their children. They realize the children are the future. They work hard at it. People will sacrifice a lifetime, spend a fortune on their kids. They'll even become refugees for their kids. They'll do anything it takes for their children. So let's be clear. Spiritual formation begins best in childhood. It is the optimum moment for shaping your child into the likes of Jesus. It doesn't get any more important than then. Ignatius in the 16th century said, show me the boy of eight and I will show you the man. What you are in those first seven or eight years is who you become for the rest of your life. Very, very important. Very, very powerful. So, The child's image of God remains with them throughout the rest of their life. What you teach your children, how you shape your kids about money, life, love, compassion, relationships, how to handle your emotions, what the meaning of Scripture is, how to be involved in church, how the meaning of education, school, and all the rest of it all happens there early on. After eight years old, mostly what you're doing is just sort of hanging on to the back end of a tornado. You know, so, and just using wisdom to guide your kid. But the foundational part has started there at the beginning. You know, as a matter of fact, I would go on to say that a lot of what we do in adult spiritual formation is actually either working through or explaining or adding depth to what was already laid as a foundation in, during those first seven or eight years. Very, very intriguing. Okay? So, uh, parents in so many ways... You are done with parenting, really, by the time your kid gets out of grade school. And I don't think we really realize that enough. So after fifth grade, the shaping's been done. As it says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, and it's worth memorizing, train children in the right way, and when old, they will not stray. Train them up, and they will not stray later in life. Remember parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, and, uh, and everyone else? You should not pray that your child becomes a Christian. You should not have to pray that. Instead, what you want to pray is that your child grows a deep taproot into Jesus, that they become more Christ-like. If you've been doing the job right, you don't need your child to be converted. They've already been awash in a Christian home. 
It always surprises me over and over that we keep looking for some sort of Damascus Road conversion out of our children when, in fact, you've already done the best job, which is just raise them up. We keep thinking of our kids as like we're at some garden center and that they're little potted plants and we're going to have to convert them into the garden. Instead, what your children really are are the fields and the meadows of God. They are the wild flowers growing up. And you simply are conservation agent, <laughs> you know, and God's been doing the work. So think of it more that way, all right? So uh, speaking of uh, all sorts of agricultural metaphors here, let me introduce a couple of farmers uh, around here, uh, Jody Turnbow and Mickey Elton, who are our part-time staff. Come on up here, guys. I want to speak with you and let you guys share some stuff. So uh, Jody here in the dress is in charge of the grade school at Trailhead and Mickey's in charge of... Huh? Campfire. Campfire. I, I keep saying that, don't I? <laughs> Campfire, something to do with fire. It, yeah. Nothing better than having kids with fire. We don't really have fire. fire, though. Yeah, you do. You want to. Cause I know the kids do. And then, Mickey, uh, you're in charge of kindling, yes. so it's going to be birth up to um, Pre-K. kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Pre-K. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and say what you do and where you came from and all this sort of thing. So I am Mickey Elton. I'm the Kindling Director here at Lakeland. And a little bit of background about me. I have a uh, Bachelor of Science in Health Science from Truman State University. So my adult job was health education and health promotion in lots of different areas and teaching kids all the way up through seniors about how to take care of themselves and preventative health until 2008 when my son was born. And I became a stay-at-home mom for about five years. I've got two kids, a son 10 and a daughter 8. And when we moved to Kansas City in 2014, I started working at my daughter's preschool. I worked there for about three years. And then this job came open, and I applied for this job. And this week will be my two-year anniversary here at Lakeland. Hi, my name is Jody Turnbow. Um, I do campfire kindergarten through fourth grade, as Dan said. Um, I have an undergraduate in elementary education, and then I have a master's in educational administration. Um, Prior to this job, I taught first and fifth grade for five years, and then I was an administrator in the Blue Springs School District for four. We had our third child, my husband and I did, um, that changed things a little bit. And if you know Nora... (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we changed, we wanted to change up our pace of life. Um, I took a job with MU where I got to help start and pilot a program, um, where I was working with high school, special high schoolers with special needs, and I was helping them transfer or transition out of high school into post-secondary. Um, I learned pretty quick in those two years that I really missed elementary age kiddos. Uh, high school's great, but not quite my cup of tea. So um, I this job opened up, and I tell people this is my dream job. I love this job. I love teaching kids about Jesus and getting to work with volunteers. So Cool. These guys are totally professional. It's good stuff. So, Mickey, let's jump back to you, yep. and let's get into it here a little bit. What are you trying to get done in kindling with the little bitty kids? What, what spiritual formation are you doing there? So a day in the life of kindling, I have four different rooms that we have infant room that's birth to about 18 months walking. And then they go to the toddler room and they're in there until they become potty trained just because we don't have any changing stations over on the other side. And then we have preschool one and preschool two. And 
infant and toddler room are really just getting on the floor and loving on those kids. We have worship music playing uh, in the infant room. It's on CD. In the toddler room, they actually, there's a TV that shows the worship videos that the older kids get to do. So they get to kind of get familiar with the same worship music that the older kids actually sing during their worship time. And it's just a lot of fun. And Cheerios are super important in the toddler room, like super (laughs) duper important. Uh, and then over in my preschool one and preschool two rooms, we're a little more structured. They come in, they get to hang out with each other. They get to know whoever the teacher is that week. And then we have a worship time where all of the preschoolers are together in preschool two and they worship together. And I choose songs each month that go along with the story. And so they get to sing those songs that go along with whatever that story is. We do a story for about a month. And so that they can learn it in several different ways in several different weeks. Um, and then during... They split back up for story time, so the preschool one kids go back to their room and preschool two are together. Preschool one is like three and four, um, well, two and three, and then four and five are in preschool two. And so during our story time, I usually have some kind of an object lesson or some different way to teach the story each week. Uh, we have different science experiments that we do and different object screen. lessons. There you go. This is one of the kids' favorites. It's elephant toothpaste, and we do it. I've done it the last two years, and it's when we teach God is love. And they just love how it just goes over and flows and flows and flows and flows. And the first year I did it, I had a little guy who was like, that's my love? And I said, yeah, that's your love with God's love. And he's like, whoa. And so it's just really cool to get to see them interact with the story a little bit more and have a more tangible way to learn the story in some sensory or object lesson type of way. And then we also sit down and have a time where they get to talk with the leaders about their highs and lows. And they also get snack, but over there they get fruit snacks, which are also super important. Uh, and so that's kind of a day in the life of kindling. So what you're after then in with infants and so forth, you're really after setting a sovereign foundation, yeah? Mm-hmm. That relationship, that there is a God. Mm-hmm. God, you can have a relationship with God. Uh, God deserves our chief end, is to worship God, yeah? And then you're showing them what the worship looks like. Mm-hmm. And then you're beginning to get the Bible into them, right. yeah? And demonstrate the whole kind of community thing and getting that all going. Yeah, mm-hmm. all very age-appropriate. Yep. Cool, all right, so mm-hmm. good start. So what are you guys trying to get done uh, in the next stage there? Yeah, so in Campfire, campfire, when um, the kids come in, they are greeted and they go to their tables um, by their grade levels. And we usually have one to three um, adults or teenagers sitting there um, visiting with the kids, doing highs and lows, hearing about their week. We want those kids to feel important and um, welcomed when they walk in. Um, We have... Three awesome worship leaders, and then we have our kids in praise, um, which are our second through fourth graders. We have a few first graders that are chomping at the bit, wanting to get up there, but they're not quite, they'll be there soon. Um, But if you have not been to a worship service upstairs in Campfire, I would encourage you all to come up because it is Lots of energy, high movement. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, and we think that that's important. We want to start teaching them those movements to remember the songs. Um, and then we gather around a campfire with no fire. It's fake. Um, <laughs> and um, we study a story anywhere from four to five weeks. 
Um, we tell that story in different ways. We have storytellers, we have drama, um, we have videos. We want them to be hearing the story in different ways so that they can pick up, but also pick up different things about it, but also get that foundation of stories in the Bible. Um, and then we move into our stations. So each week, students in their grade levels go to a different station, and this is where we're digging in deeper to the story. So we have games, we have art, we have a station called Study, Discovery, and Sacred. And th by the end of um, the story, they've visited each one of those um, throughout that month. And it's just a way for them to, to dig deeper. So. Okay, so let me get this straight. So kind of charting out the the, yes. the the 65 minutes or so that you guys are there. They start off with a little small group. Mm -hmm. They move to a large group at time. Mm -hmm. And then what do they do after that? Um, they hear the story at a large group, and then okay. they move to stations. So it goes to a, like a narrative story time. Yeah. And then they start doing these four, four stations. F five and stations. And there are different five stations. Mm -hmm. So there's a game. There's a... There's Art. Art. There's mm -hmm. study, mm -hmm. which is where a lot of times they're learning the Bible verse that is focused on that story. Um, I firmly believe that this is a great time for students to start learning scripture Absolutely. because we're going to use it. They're going to use it later on in life, right? And so we want this foundation to be made where they have ways of remembering yeah. the, the scripture. Yeah, I, um, I, I'll never forget, of course, I had lunch, uh, dinner one time with mm -hmm. Dallas Willard. And uh, I said, what's the most important thing the church ought to be doing? He said, memorizing scripture. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, it's, that's the sovereign foundation we're trying to set. Yeah. So getting that yeah. done. Um, okay, so you do different modes of learning. Like right. some kids are into art, some kids are not. Right. Some kids are into the total, you know, big motor skill stuff yeah. and yeah. games and so right. forth. Some right. kids aren't. Right. Uh, other kids love to study. They want to mm -hmm. sit around and talk, introvert, extrovert, all that sort yeah. of things going on. Yeah, we mm -hmm. try to meet the needs of all of our students, but we also teach them that there's different ways of worshiping, um, and we want them to we want them to experience that. Because sacred space, your sacred space is real contemplative. Right. Sacred space, there's five stations within that room, and it's quiet, and they move around the room um, just looking at different parts of the story. Um, so an example, this, it's not an example of sacred, yeah. but it's an example of discovery. So we just, um, learned about Zacchaeus. Okay. So our discovery station, we're looking at it in a different, we're looking at the story in a different way. So we wanted to introduce the kids to what a tax collector is because to them, they don't know. Why does everybody hate Zacchaeus so much? And so what we did is we brought them around a table. We give them their fruit snacks. This is the one time they have snacks in campfire, which is kind of a disappointment when they come up from killing. Um, we work through it. Um, but they, they're sitting around having a meal and then the tax collector comes in and he starts and they all have their piles of gold coins and he starts taking their gold coins telling them that they need to pay and so we talk about those emotions of how they're feeling that somebody's coming and taking their money and then we talk about how Jesus chose Zacchaeus he chose Zacchaeus to have a meal with him and they're angry because of it, because he's done all these bad things to them. So we talk about how Jesus, 
how God invites everybody to the table. That's something that we are continuously teaching our kids through milestones, through every Sunday, that everybody is welcome to this table. Everybody's welcome to God's table. He's put the invitation out. We just have to accept it. And we try to carry that over into what does that look in everyday life? How do you welcome everybody on the playground, in, on your baseball team, in your family? Like sometimes we have siblings that really drive us crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we try to get that across to them each Sunday that everybody's welcome and we want everybody there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, part of the... Um, DNA of Lakeland, or at least it's just our theological, mm-hmm. it's our theology really, is uh, we are heavy on reconciliation. So instead of teaching children that, uh, I mean, we go ahead and teach them that they're a sinner in the sight of God, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's their position. But we don't teach them that God hates them. Right. God loves them, right? right. Mm-hmm. So all this sort of foundation is getting done and that God wants to have this relationship with them. Yeah. So far be it from saying like, you're a sinner and you better just become a moralist and get them, turn them into little Pharisees, you know, Mm -hmm. instead our job is to get them to life as a journey. You're going to work through this sort of stuff. Yes. You need to be moral. Mm -hmm. You need to be a person of character Mm -hmm. and all that sort of thing. Like you guys are doing fruit of the spirit here. We just did about six to seven weeks on the fruit of the spirit. And the biggest thing that I wanted them to take away from that is that God gives us these gifts, but we have to choose to use them and we have to choose to be kind and be gentle and be patient and have self-control, which was really a big one. We did (laughs) bubbles and we turned the bubble machine on and they got to pop the bubbles all they wanted the first time. And then we shut it off. And then we talked about, okay, this time you're not allowed to pop any of the bubbles. And that's hard for a, five, a two, three, four, five-year-old to not pop the bubbles when they're coming at them. So, you know, just teaching them how to have these gifts that the Holy Spirit yeah. gives us and how to use them. Yeah. And then we also talk a lot about uh, how to communicate with each other. Cotton ball versus sandpaper words. Cotton ball words are those nice, kind words that even if you're upset with somebody, you can say, hey, you hurt my feelings and this is why, rather than being like, why'd you do that to me? That's not okay type right. of thing. And so using those cotton ball soft, nice words versus those sandpaper mean, ugly words. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you guys could come in here and uh, <laughs> help us out. Bubbles. So, yeah. so I'm sure everybody knows through the spirit in here. I'm just going to pick someone and you can quote uh, Galatians 5, 23. Are you ready for the? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, so that's mm-hmm. good stuff. Good, yeah. good hard work mm-hmm. going on. Uh, so let's just turn a corner here then. So you guys are in here. We're doing this whole Sunday about children's ministry. Mm-hmm. What do you want out, everyone? What do you guys, what's the expectation here? What are, we, what are we doing as a community, as a village? So one of the big things for me is getting parents more involved in continuing the story at home. And so during Lent this past year, I offered these little Lent kits that you got to take home. And they had little sticks in them that each day you could do something different to remember that we were in the season of Lent. And that we were journeying through Christ's journey uh, from Palm Sunday all the way to the cross and then when he rose again. And I really had a lot of families tell me that that really helped their kids got excited about it and they wanted to do those activities with them. And then we also uh, have been starting to do a few more memory verses and sending home the verses on whatever craft they do. I try to send home the verses Mm -hmm. of that story so that you can dig into the Bible and talk through that story with your kids. And so that's what I would like to see from parents. On the volunteer side, I will be honest with you guys, it's hard for me to be in here right now because I'm shorthanded out there today. Um, I always need volunteers, and you will get 
so much more than you give if you go serve with those littlest Lakelanders. They are awesome. They are so fun, and they give so much love, and you can learn so much from them because they ask questions that you would be amazed by, and then you think about it, and you're like, oh, yeah, how do I answer that? So, you know, it's it's a really fun place to be, and it's a really fun place to experience, but also just even during the week, um, I had an amazing group of women, a small group who came in and helped me deep clean and declutter my preschool one and two room. And that was such a huge gift to my ministry because I had been meaning to do that for a long time. And it was something that they said, let us take this. And they did. And it was phenomenal. And you guys should, should have seen those rooms before, but those rooms now are amazing. And I got to buy new equipment and get really some fun stuff in there. So you can volunteer in so many different ways for both of us. Yeah, you don't have to actually be with kids. Right. Like, I can't yeah. do kids. But there's a lot of other things yeah. to do. There's check-in, mm-hmm. right? There's tech stuff. There's yeah. all sorts of things like that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, cool. And what are you hoping to get out of everyone here this morning? What are you, what are you trying to sell us? So, um... <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, so... This passage that is up, well, it'll be up here in just a minute, um, from Mark 10, Scripture. 13 through 16. There it is, Mark 10. Mm-hmm. This um, passage, we studied it upstairs with um, Campfire Kids, and it really lit a fire under me for what I'm hoping and praying for um, this ministry. And so um, in verse 13, it says, People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. And so when I talk to the kids about this story, I picture these parents coming and bringing their children, which if you've ever journeyed with children, it's oftentimes hard. But they did the hard because they knew there was something special about Jesus. And so they brought their children, and when they get there to feel this excitement, instead they are in front of the disciples, some of Jesus' closest friends. And they, in some versions it says, they were annoyed with them. And they're like, no. Nope, you can come to the adults, but no, not to the kids. Um, But then, in verse 14, Jesus changes the whole mood of this passage. Because he goes on to say, when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He was annoyed with the disciples now. He was upset. Mm -hmm. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Jesus is giving a command at this moment. He is saying, let the children come. You know, um, then it goes on to say, truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed them on his ha- placed them, his hands on them, and he blessed them. That's my favorite part of this verse. Because Jesus didn't say, okay, I need everybody to stand in a straight line. Only the kids that look their best need to come and see me. Let me be an arm's length away from you. No, if you talk to your children like, they, like we talked about it upstairs, when you hear what they think Jesus is doing with them, it's giving them high fives. Some of them said doing cartwheels with them. I don't know if Jesus can. I'm sure he can do some cartwheels. Um, he was um, setting them on his lap. He's talking to them. Here's what the children hear in this story, that Jesus is involved with them. He is involved with them, 
and he is interacting with them. And that's what we're doing upstairs. We are involved with the children that walk through the door. We are interacting with them, and we are laying a foundation to show them that they are loved by a God that is bigger than anything. And so my mission for Campfire is that we have five adults to one child. I want that ratio. And I want these five adults to be somebody being a prayer warrior for children, for that child, praying and getting on their knees for them each day. We have somebody that's being a group leader. We have somebody that's being a station leader. We have somebody that is showing a child how to serve in church like as an usher. We have so many kids that wonder what is happening in behind these doors. And so I want to bring them in here and let them see that because they're the future. They're what's going to be in here in a few years before we know it. So you're you're asking for people to join in on all these sort of things that you're that you're forming in these kids. Yeah, because it's important. Mm -hmm. It's a command. Lots of different roles. Lots of different ways we can all serve. Well, let's amp it up, everybody. You know, I mean, you know, find your little niche in the in where to serve on whatever rotation. Nobody serves every week, right? Is there like rotations that people do? I mean, once a month. Once a month. Sometimes. It can be twice a month. Other people do do it more frequent depending on what the passion is. Oh yeah, we have people who are more frequent. I also have a list of people who, if I need an emergency person, I mm-hmm. call them or I come in here and grab them and they go out and mm-hmm. hold babies for me, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. And of course, this is one of the primary reasons why we do two services because mm-hmm. you can go to one service and serve yeah. in another yeah. service, not miss church. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, you don't have to like kids right. <laughs> to be a kids ministry. I know yeah. that sounds really silly, but it's true. Yeah. Like yeah, it's you true. sit back in the tech booth and the kids really don't even know you're there, right. you know, yeah. but it's important because it helps our worship, yeah. you know, yeah. and we also have people, we have kids that need one-on-one. Mm-hmm. We have kids that need buddies. Sometimes it's too loud or sometimes there's too many people or sometimes they're just coming in with a bad day. Right. You know, something's different that morning Mm -hmm. and they need to walk around and they need somebody to hold their hand. So, I mean, we, we have so many different roles. Yeah. Talk about what's in our DNA around here. When we were back in the movie theater days, we had uh, families come with special needs kids. And uh, (laughs) frankly, we were just too dumb to know that you couldn't, that you could reject families with special needs kids, which was, didn't even occur to us. And uh, so we just put a volunteer. We'd, mm-hmm. we'd put one person on one kid mm-hmm. for the whole morning. That was, yeah. that was an exhausting job. And we would have those parents with special needs kids say, like, we, yeah, we've been to all, a lot of other churches, and they just said, we can't accommodate you. You know, I mean, of course, kind and everything, mm-hmm. but they simply just couldn't do it. And we're like, you can say that? Like, we didn't know <laughs> that was an option, you know? Yeah, so, right. And that kind of stuck in our whole DNA mm-hmm. all the way through the respite care mm-hmm. years and so forth, and it still goes on today. So, yeah. you know, there's a really special person in the room. You guys who are doing that sort of job, that's pretty cool stuff. So, yeah. all right, guys, it's good stuff. Thank you for being with us. Yeah. It's good. Uh, appreciate all you do. Hard work. Appreciate what all you guys are doing and serving yeah. the kids. Let's Definitely. amp up for another year here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, put it hard. Remember, this is the most important time for spiritual formation of a, children, of a child's life. Yeah? yeah? So thanks, guys, for leading the charge on this. Appreciate it. We're in this building because of all of this. I mean, we do our budget because of all this. Like, yeah, this, this, is, the, this is the big one. Yeah, so we're all over it. So thanks, guys. So yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, let's see. So I think you guys are off stage. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, um, yeah, let us pray. So, Lord, uh, we lift up our children to you.
Lord, I lift up the volunteers in the room that serve other parents and other families and the children. Pray, God, that you would bless them, take care of them, instill in them a deep uh, love for you and our deepest appreciation for them helping us become a village, uh, a, a community where Jesus is being uh, deeply in, in, embedded into our kids, that they grow this deep taproot of, of God's love for them through Jesus Christ. So thank you, God, for this church, and thank you, Lord, for this facility and uh, all the giving that goes on and everything that helps us shape our kids. In the name of Jesus, we all said amen.